Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. That's Andrew Ellis. This is a commitment analysis edition of the podcast. Some recruiting stuff. We Andrew was on vacation this week. He was in Mexico, uh, so we didn't have a talking stuff. I was out of town the week before, so we didn't have a talking stuff. But we do have stuff to talk about right now as five-star cornerback Naeem Offord has just announced his commitment to Ohio State. And Andrew, that is a big one. Uh, it, it's also one that I don't think really anyone believed could be a real thing. Um, even as recently as oh, two weeks ago, but here we are uh, coming off of the two-day visit to Columbus with what seemed like his entire extended family. Uh, Offered has just announced his commitment to, to the Buckeyes, and he now gives Ohio State two five-star corners in the class of 2025. He is one of three cornerbacks committed in this class that are all top 30 players in the country, according to Rivals.com. Uh, how good is Tim Walton right now at his job? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's tough to say because uh, you got Brian Hartline over there. And I think right now, Tim Walton might, might just hold the crown as far as how things have been going of late. Uh, if you look down the, the top cornerback rankings on Rivals or 24, 247 or any of those sites, Ohio State now has the number one and number two cornerbacks in the class. Um, both long guys, both athletic guys, doesn't get much better than that. And like you said, back when he visited, I think last summer, and his name kind of was on our radar. I think everybody just saw a kid from Alabama, five stars next to his name. And uh, it, this kind of goes to show a couple things. Tim Walton is amazing at what he does, and things are going to be very interesting with um, Nick Saban no longer in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, this is, it's funny. I remember that that night, it was end of July. It was the Buckeyes barbecue and bash uh, at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. And nobody knew that Neem Offord was there. And I saw him walking out of the building, and I you know introduced myself and said what's up and you could tell he was really interested in Ohio State and that it was a genuine uh thing but then he was supposed to visit for a game during the season um it didn't happen he was supposed to come up for the Minnesota game in November 21st or November 18th or whatever it didn't happen and the the explanation was that it was a noon game and he wasn't going to be able to get up in time to make the trip um because he had a game the night before but he ended up at Tennessee that day instead and a lot of the buzz around Ohio State was that the focus for Offord was going to be um, Tennessee, Auburn, and Miami. And so I think at that point, a lot of people kind of wrote him off. But the conversation between him and Tim Walton has never stopped. The conversation between Tim Walton and his family has never stopped. Uh, and, and even though a lot of the focus in the last two months has been on Devin Sanchez, rightfully so, is the number one ranked corner in the country uh, next to Offord's number two ranked uh, spot on Rivals and those two are flip-flopped on a couple other sites. And um, I don't think anyone took it seriously, but then all of a sudden it's like, okay, he's going to come visit again. And you had seen something on Facebook two weeks ago about that he had penciled in a, a commitment date for February 3rd, which is the day he was visiting Ohio State. And it's like, whoa, this is actually real. Like when, when you see all that occur, it, it is a reminder of how different the world of recruiting is right now. Um because I don't think Ohio State was would have been in that conversation in November when we're talking about Tennessee, Auburn, and Miami, because I think people rightfully so assumed that it was a, a very NIL-heavy conversation. But now, because Ohio State's NIL um, collective seem to be working in, in some actual you know functioning uh, approach or, or method, like it seems like a lot of these conversations have changed. Yeah, I mean, when you combine the uh, the NIL improvements with 1870 and the foundation, along with just how good Ohio State's cornerbacks were last season, um, 
that that just changes everything. We've said we said the same thing with Caleb Downs and him transferring. You know, the safeties look better too. The defense as a whole has looked better. So just the NILs up in their game and just the defense in general up in their game is kind of combining to uh, allow these things to happen, I think. And, you know, Blake would be too, the number six cornerback in the country. So it's just, it's absurd what Tim Walton's doing right now. And it's funny if you look back a couple seasons and just some of the, the jury was still kind of out on him in his first year. And then, uh, you know, he's, he got the two guys in state this past, past class with Bryce West and Aaron Scott and then Miles Lockhart as well. But going across the country and landing these guys from from the East Coast, from Texas, and now from Alabama, like I mean, that's that says a lot about Tim Walton and what he's doing. The last Ohio State signee I can find from Alabama was 1981, uh, so it's been a long, long time since Ohio State has gone into the Deep South to pick out a, a player. Uh, now there's still 10 months until signing day, 11 months till signing day, so it's going to be uh, a, certainly a, a a battle to hold on to him and to Devin Sanchez, but. The, uh, in 2017, Jeff Okuda was the number one ranked cornerback in the country. Sean Wade was number two. So Ohio State has signed the top two cornerbacks recently. Uh, but this one feels different again because you're talking about, you know, with, with Sean Wade, there was this perception of, of the Jacksonville, the Trinity Christian, like, you know, he was committed for three years. So, I mean, and there was a lot of ups and downs in, in his back, in his recruiting battle. But, um, Okuda seemed like he was pretty much locked in with Ohio State from the start similar to how things have felt with Devin Sanchez. But I do think it now sets up an interesting conversation because the the push that Texas A&M is going to make for Devin Sanchez changes a little bit, I think. Uh, the, the conversations that Auburn is going to have with, with Neem Offered will change a little bit. Uh, I don't know that Alabama has ever really been in the contention for Offered at this point, but we'll see what happens with Kalen DeBoer and the program there. It, it is just fascinating because now you have – Ohio State clearly in the the sights of all these other programs, and when you commit this early, uh, you're doing it for a reason, and you're saying, "I know this is exactly where I want to be." But all it does is allow other schools to really get much more aggressive and completely focus on one program to try and knock off. So um, it, it is a it's a wild time. But if you look at the tape of Neem Offer, do you see why people love him? Uh, I've seen him re- listed at six two, probably closer to six one. He can play safety if he wanted to. Uh, he can play wide receiver. He does that very well. He's not like blazing fast. Andrew is like an 11 four guy in the 100, but he, he's very smooth and like really good in and out of breaks. Just not that top end, top end speed that you expect at, at that corner spot. But that's something that can change as he spends a couple of years in a, in a strength and conditioning program at the college level. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me is just the, the length, the size, that kind of thing, especially when you combine him with Devin Sanchez there on the outside. Um, I, I know he's he's got the track times and everything. I think I read somewhere that he may have ran like a 4.5 laser time 40, which that's not one of those hand-timed 4.0 flats or whatever, so that's pretty impressive in itself. But, I mean, some of the pictures of his visit started to surface yesterday, I think, and I mean, it looked like he legitimately had like his entire extended family on campus. So, I mean, it was a it was clearly a business trip, and now – uh. Now the results are in. So, yeah. Is this what, again, and I don't want to get too like caught up in the details because there are 11 months until signing day and, and obviously a lot can change, but would you, where would you put this like in the last decade of, of like surprising commitments to Ohio state? Cause it feels pretty high for me on the list of like, wow, did not see that coming. And, and almost in the Justin Scott realm, um, but maybe even more so because he's from Alabama. 
Yeah, I mean, it's right up there. And I was kind of following it from afar while I was on vacation. And I saw one of the crystal balls or RPM picks or whatever came in. And I think if that chatter hadn't started like around Wednesday or whenever, like this would have been like one of those massive, you know, seismic recruiting wins for Ohio State. And it still is. It's just it would have really caught everybody off guard, much like the Justin Scott thing did. But yeah, I mean, this one ranks right up there. Um, I mean, I just, I don't know. I can't say enough good things about Tim Walton. And now they just got to hold on to the kid for, for 10 plus, 10 plus months until the early signing period, I guess. Yeah. It's fascinating to me because this class, the cycle of 2025 has to be a very defensive heavy group for Ohio state. This is the eighth commitment in the class of 2025. Now you have five defensive players, three of them, as we mentioned, top 30 ranked overall players at cornerback. Uh, so th they're very focused on the defensive side of the ball. But when you look at a guy like offered, like you almost wish it would wait a little bit until like June and, and not have so many months. But what you'll see now is probably a return trip for the spring game. You'll see a return trip for an official visit. You'll see probably so like the opportunity to keep building that relationship is there. But the most important relationship, I think, from here on out is the relationship between Devin Sanchez and Neem offered. Because uh, to my knowledge, they don't really have one yet. And, and I think that there's at least, like I said, that that potential for Texas A&M and Mike Elko and, and the new staff there to try to drive a wedge uh, a little bit and say, hey, well, why are they chasing this guy if they have you? Uh, because that's just what coaches do. And it's smart, even though it's a stupid argument. Uh, like you, you can play two corners at once and you want the best players at, at every position. Um, but I, I think that the... The, the thing that you get here is a, an opportunity to really build a special, special class of 2021 or 2025 on the defensive side of the ball. You obviously have uh, Fahim Delane out there at, the, at safety that you're really highly interested in, number one ranked safety. Dorian Brew, who can play corner safety as well. Trey McNutt, uh, uh, Cody Haddad. Like now all of a sudden, you can almost have, I mean, you're talking. Uh, I already mentioned the 2017 class where you had Okuda and Wade, but you also had in that class Marcus Williamson. You had Kendall Sheffield. You had um, like six defensive backs in that class. So this is that type of haul, uh, and, and it's starting off pretty special. Yeah, I mean, in reality, in the 2025 NFL draft, I mean, Ohio State could have three cornerbacks drafted in the first couple rounds. So, I mean, they def even with uh, Aaron Scott and Bryce West coming in, I mean, they need to reload the position group. So it's just... It's just a hell of a start. And, and like you said, the we never call it negative recruiting because it's just recruiting, but that stuff's going to happen for the next 10 months. And we just saw Auburn preach to Amaris Williams about stability and that kind of thing and Larry Johnson retiring. And they just lost their defensive line coach last week after he signed with them. So, I mean, it's going to it's gonna continue. I, I have noticed the Sanchez's, um, we've talked about them just being like a different family and just awesome what they do, but they've been recruiting this kid via social media, I think. So I, I don't know how much of a, Texas A&M's efforts will really matter. I mean, Tim Walton has clearly prioritized these two guys, and and now they're in the fold for 2025. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this is this recruiting in the year 2024. Those peer-to-peer -peer relationships are going to be super important. Uh, I think that in some ways, the the NIL space has changed the way kids connect, uh, and maybe there are less deep personal relationships and more superficial stuff. Uh, but like I said, to this point, I don't know that there's been much of a relationship between Devin Sanchez and Naeem Offord, um, but it's imperative for Ohio State that that happens now because those two guys are going to be the guys that go out and and really turn on the light for Fahim Delane and Dorian Brew, who was uh, you know expected to make his college decision 10 days ago. 
Now that conversation feels a little bit different. There's some rumors that maybe he wants to play offense. Ohio State's battling, um, you know, USC and Michigan and a couple other schools to to try to keep that where it was, which was 10 days ago. He had, you know, was certainly going to uh, commit to Ohio State, I think, and then decided to pull back. But now the conversation gets a little harder in some ways because you now have two of the top two ranked corners in the country committed. Um, but this is where you hope that the relationship between Devin Sanchez and Tim Walton and Dorian Brew, and now you add in offered, like you have to convince these kids, hey, we're building something truly special and you want to be a part of it. And again, if if you just look at what Neem offered is on the field, what Devin Sanchez is on the field, the chance to be a part of a really, really elite group is is uh, happening at Ohio State. And the class of 2021 had seven five stars in it, I think that was the final number. Uh, this class is, is on its way, I think, to, to matching or being close to that because Tavian St. Clair, in my opinion, will end up as a five-star. Carter Lowe very, very well may end up at five-star. Uh, you're going to have an opportunity with Offord and Sanchez to build uh, a, sec- a secondary group that has three or four in that group alone. And then TJ Alford, uh, who is going to make his announcement on March 30th, a uh, defensive end slash linebacker type out of out of Florida. I think he could make his way up into that conversation as well. Like this is a really, really special class that's building at Ohio State for the class of 2025. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a hell of a start, obviously. And they just, I mean, they just got to keep plugging away. Obviously, they're going to need some more offensive linemen. They need to load up on the on the defensive line, and then a couple safeties. Fahim Delane, maybe Dorian Brew ends up at safety. I don't know, but but th- th- there's no one that can complain about the start they've got so far, especially when that when you got that four to five star offensive tackle type already committed. So that, that should shut shut a lot of people up, I think, hopefully. Yeah. And, and again, you could, you may not even need to leave Ohio for the, for those safeties in the class because Trey McNutt is special. Uh, and Cody Haddad, who Ohio state offered recently committed to Wisconsin, like don't sleep on Cody Haddad. That is not a, we're just looking to offer a kid in Ohio. That kid is a freak athlete and a player that will, you know, eventually I think start to be brought up a little bit more when it comes to the Buckeyes. But uh, Luke Fickle did a great job getting in on him early, and now the Buckeyes are trying to play a little bit of catch-up with McAreary taking over uh, as the safeties coach. But today's all about name offered. Commitment number eight in the class of 2025 for Ohio State. Another five-star corner, another huge national win for Tim Walton. Buckeyes go down to Alabama, pluck the best player in the state of Alabama, away from Auburn, away from Alabama, away from everyone else in the South. And uh, that's just your basic Sunday for Ohio State. So, Andrew Ellis, I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This has been a commitment analysis as Ohio State lands five-star Naeem Offord. We'll see you later.